I play a lot of mean people. <laughs> and recently, though. Recently, yeah. yeah. Or, or I just play people who are super over the top or super crazy or like insane. I think it's so fun playing a psycho or playing insane and just doing something you would never be able to do in real life. Welcome into the podcast, episode 26 of Living Large. If you guys are listening on my YouTube channel, make sure you guys hit that subscribe button and give it a big thumbs up. And if you're listening to it on a podcast app, whether it's CastBox or Apple Podcasts, rate us five stars in the App Store, please. Today's guest is a good friend of mine. I haven't seen her in a, in a while. Disney star, <laughs> Peyton Liss. Welcome onto the show. Thank you. You know, it's funny. I was Googling you. Really? And there's oh, another God. Peyton List. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I, she even like crossed my life today. She crosses Stop. my life a lot. Yeah. Well, Why? Not like her personally, but she does <laughs> in like different ways because I got a phone call talking about someone was trying to get through to her agent. Um, they were like, oh, so this, this, her agent, they were like, oh, they, she represents you. Can yeah. you go talk to her? I was like, I have no idea. That's not my agent. I need to go figure out why it says that she represents me. And then I figured out it was her. But there's been a couple times where our lives. That's so funny. And I was reading something. You guys were on a show together. Is that true? I don't remember it because I was so young, oh, you young, but I, I, my mom said she was super, super nice, but it was on <laughs> the soap opera as the world turns. Uh-huh. And then also we stayed at the same hotel, the Sutton place where all the actors stay in Vancouver. Okay. And I got her call sheet one day. Oh my so gosh. So we accidentally got each other's What are the sheet. chances? Mm-hmm. I've heard amazing things about her. But. That's, that's crazy. But I, it said that you go by Peyton R list. <laughs> so there's no confusion, but your middle name no, is, there's a lot of confusion. is Roy? Roy. How'd you, you R-O-I? really Googled ROI. It's Not, my return grand- on investment. Was that the real thing? They're <laughs> like, we're hoping good. this girl pays off. Like she's going to be a huge star. <laughs> I have mom and dad. I swear. <laughs> oh, I'm going to buy you a house one day. Hopefully. <laughs> no, um, my grandpa's middle name is Roy. ROI. Okay. And so I was just named after my Made grandpa. Made a little more female. A little more I feminine. guess. That's but like nobody- my, my niece. Her middle name's Ray. R-A-E. And my grandpa's Aww. name was Ray. R-A-Y. Really? Yeah. So you guys super have similar. a lot of, You guys met one time. Yeah. A long time ago. I met your family. Yeah. Um, so Peyton, you've been on hundreds of shows because I was <laughs> I was looking at your filmography, your yeah. IMDb. Let's talk about this. In 2000, you started in what? 2004. At the age of six, you were on Spider-Man. And it yeah. says girl. So young. Girl on stairs. How did you get this role girl of girl on, on stairs? That Uncredited. was a huge, huge platform, being the girl on the stairs. Yeah. How really did you get that? That boosted my career. <laughs> <laughs> um, I went in with my, I asked my mom at a really young age, like I knew what I wanted to do, which is so odd. I feel like I was a super mature little kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I asked my mom and uh, also these agents approached my brother, my twin brother, Spencer, who right. you know, they approached him on the Staten Island Ferry in New York and were like, this kid has it. He's so handsome. We want to sign him. You're like, wait, I'm his twin. And I was like, hey, like, we look alike. I'm just a female. <laughs> they were like, no, you don't look alike. You're like the ugly twin. Oh so move God. aside. No, I'm not kidding. Oh God. Um, and so my mom brought us in, both into the agents and my brother's just kind of always been the one that's super chill. And I'm like, I would love to do this. Hi. Mm-hmm. And. They were just saying, yeah, we, we don't need girls. Um, we just want him still. And this and was for Spider-Man or this was no, just for No, no, this is for the agency. I'm okay, like okay. telling the whole story. But, um, and so my mom said, well, you have to sign them both because she really wants to do it. If you get him, you have to get her. And she was like, or we're walking. Oh, yeah, she wow. is a savage. Yeah. She, she made my dreams happen. Yeah. Um, and then they were like, fine, we'll take the girl. And then I ended up doing really well. And my brother and I both went out for Spider-Man 2. And we both got the kids on the stairs together. Okay. And we're basically fighting over how to spell Spider-Man. And you're actually siblings in, in real life. life. Mm-hmm. Now, did you get paid for this? Yeah. I was don't know it, how much, though. I should it, ask well, Yeah, was it like a... 
Because it was, it was that the only part you had on it? You're just literally Oh, that stairs? was it. I probably barely got paid. They're like, you're lucky to be here, kid. Right, you're right. You're lucky to be on the stairs. I mean, that's stairs. really cool to be like, to say you're in Spider-Man. It's, it's pretty awesome. My part got cut, so. Stop. Yeah, I said, it was double whammy. They didn't want you. You got cut from your yeah. first film. Welcome to Hollywood, kid. Oh my gosh. But it, it, was, it was good for me. It was good for me at yeah, six. It was good. I was a six-year-old. Uh, it really humbled me really early it humbled on. Me. That's why I have super low self-esteem. Oh my goodness! Don't say that. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, but what was your first like major role in acting? Ah, uh, I mean the girl on the stairs when I got that was cut. your major no, role. That was breakthrough. They're like, um, I what was the first major role? Mm. I pl- I was really excited to. This isn't even major, but I was super excited when I got my first role that didn't get cut in um 27 dresses with Katherine Heigl mm-hmm. I still love that movie um I, don't, I skip by my part I can't watch it I just cringe <laughs> but I'm in like the first five minutes okay and I my voice sounds like they put a chipmunk overlay a filter on did it did they actually it's or is so that how you high, sounded no, oh, okay. that is how I sounded um but yeah that was like my first big role and I was so excited to meet Katherine and play her younger version and um but then after that, I did the Dire of Wimpy Kid movies okay. uh, based off the books. And I did the second and third film. And those were like a big deal for me at 11. What, what's it like going into an audition at, at, you know, six, seven, eight, nine years old? <laughs> you like, know, do you have, were, it was a are hobby. You, right. Okay. It was like soccer or football or basketball. You go out for tryouts. I loved it. I didn't feel any pressure at all. I was like super confident. I feel like now I feel more pressure than I did as a kid. Now I feel a little different when I go in. At that age, I was like, this is mine. I'm so right. excited. This is what I love to do. It was after my, I went to regular school, so I would go after school and that's what I wanted to do. And I would do dance on the weekends. And I kind of thought of it as like the same thing. I just thought, oh, okay. I, some people take violin and I go to auditions and then I like do a commercial or right. a movie. I feel like kids, they just don't have that nerve in them. You don't. Because I've seen the uh, audition really for the kid on like, yeah, the kid on E.T. that got E.T. <gasps> and he crushed his audition he's a, and he's like five, yeah. six years old or whatever. People need to YouTube that audition. Yeah, it's insane. I bawled my eyes out. Yeah. Steven Spielberg's like, kid. Oh, I know. They gave it to yours. him. They gave him the role on the spot. They're like, you got it. <laughs> so cute. Right after he finished it. But that's awesome. So like going into acting now and when you go into auditions, are you nervous? Now that you have, you know, hundreds of auditions under your belt. So once when I wrapped the Disney show, when I wrapped with Disney for good, um, my first audition that I went on, I felt like I completely bombed. I was so nervous because you hadn't because I hadn't done it in so okay. long. And I was surprised that I was nervous. But then now I'm fine. Now I'm like, all right, you know what? I, I know I'm fine. I know I can do this and I, I don't get nervous. Um, but yeah. Let's talk about Disney before we jump into like the next steps in your career. How? What was your first Disney show? Was Jesse? Jesse. And you were the main character. No. No? <laughs> Jesse's the main character. Uh, this you were... wonderful actress, Debbie Ryan, okay. played our nanny, Jesse. And then there's four kids. Um, three are adopted. And then uh, there's my character, Emma, who's the oldest child. And then you grew on, was, that ch- on that show. Yeah, I was 12 when I first got it. And did it till how long? Until last year when I was 19. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. And then you tra- a long but time. But you, you transitioned over to your own show, Bunked. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I what did was for the that past like? few years. Um, it was so fun. It, it was awesome. I, I felt so grateful to have, I mean, that they had so much faith in me after doing four years with them and like over a hundred episodes to then give me my own show um, with Karin and Sky, And it, it was so fun. But I also felt by the end of it, um, they're doing one more season of it. And I was like ha- very happy to pass the torch on to the other little kids because mm-hmm. I feel like it's their time. And I kind of had that opportunity and I'm, I'm super excited for them. Right, right. Um, how was it shooting? You were shooting both of those at the same time, Bunked and Jesse? No, so we wrapped Jesse and then a little, like a few months later, I don't even remember how long it was after we started Bunked. Do you get burnt out at all? 
Because, you know, in my social media vlogging every get, day, yeah, for example, yeah, out? of course I get burnt out and I get, you know, tired and I'm like, oh, I got to do this again every single day, every single day. Did you ever reach a point where you're like, I really need a break? Well, you I don't shoot know how lot. you do it because you do everything. You do the filming, you do the editing, you do, you create yeah. the whole content, you create the ideas. Mm -hmm. For me, I just go in and it's all written for me and there's a director who I trust and can ask questions to and there's a producer and there's the editor and there's everyone behind the scenes who's really creating the magic and I just come in, say their words, right. do it with conviction, commit to it, and then I'm done. So I... And I directed one episode of Bunked and I was like, was it oh hard? my God. Yeah. I probably felt how you feel every day. Well, I mean, the, the cool thing about, or the interesting thing about Disney is it's multi-cam, right? Yeah. How many cameras do they use? Three? Four. Four cameras. Yeah. So there's a lot going on. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to like play to cameras and all that stuff. Yeah. And then also something I learned because uh, one of my friends was also on a Disney show is you basically have to say the words written on the script verbatim oh, yeah. because of time constraints and then the writing and like. Someone told me they had this long monologue and they said, but instead of, and, and they had to redo the whole thing. Yeah. Why is that? It's not like that on any other set. Really? Um, I, I don't know why they're so particular about their wording on that, on those sets. I thought it was it just like, our writers, but it sounds like if your friend was on a different yeah, show, yeah. I thought it was just ours and I had no idea. <laughs> they're very precious about their words. Yeah, I think it's cause it's like, maybe cause it's Disney and has to get approved or whatever. That would make and, sense. But like an and and a but does that, re is that really controversial? If like an <laughs> and or a but happens? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's pretty intense. Mm -hmm. Um, what was the first major movie role you did? Was it the thinning or did you have something prior to that? Um, <sighs> What movies have I done? Oh Lord, I'm blanking. I'm gonna pull but, up a list of movies. No, no, I think I, I've done I, so many. No, it's not even like I've done that many. I feel like I just did TV for so long. All right, I'm gonna pull up some um, movies. And you were in Valley Girl. Valley Girl, yeah. To be determined when oh, that comes out. I have no idea. It, it was supposed to come out uh, last summer, I think, and then they pushed it off. But that was so fun. Like I got right. to record. I got to do a song in it. The it Seventh Dwarf. Oh my gosh, that was a voiceover. Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Dog yeah. Days. The Trouble with Callie. Something okay. Borrowed, Die Every Wimpy Kid, Roger Cruels, mm -hmm. Bereavement, The Sorcerer's Apprentice, Remember Me, Three Backyards, Confessions of a Shopaholic, 27 Dresses, <laughs> Spider-Man 2. We're doing this. We're reading it. The Thinning, The Outcast, <laughs> The Thinning New World Order. It's a lot of movies. Yeah. But a lot of them I played younger versions in. Like whenever there was a blonde and they were filming a movie in New York, like Something Borrowed, I played the young Kate Hudson. But my part also got cut in that. It ended up just being pictures. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So was your first role where it's like, you're the star, was it the thinning? I guess so. What was it like being, Was did you have a little more pressure on you or were you chill because of all the Disney acting? Um, I feel like I was, I was chill. And also uh, it still was with, like, I feel like there was still Logan and mm -hmm. he was also kind of leading it. So I felt like it was still a partnership. And I feel like you, when you have a whole cast around you and a whole crew, it feels a little, I mean, I guess if I think about like Brie Larson right now mm -hmm. d doing her huge like Marvel film, right. I think that would feel like a lot of pressure. Yeah. Because it's high budget. And it's, yeah. Yeah. The thing was her. around like a million. It's still a really big budget, you know, and it's sold to YouTube, right? I mean, we, that was for a movie. I feel like that was such a small budget. Um, oh, of course. They, they crushed it. Like when I saw the final edit and for those of you guys that don't know, that's actually where Peyton and I met. Yeah. I was shooting behind the scenes That's right. and I met you and your mom, who's an absolute <laughs> sweetheart. Tell Marcus, say hi. Yeah. She your mom's the best. You. Like both your parents are so awesome. I love talking to them. Uh, but we met on the set of The Thinning and it was really mm -hmm. cool because that was the first movie that I've ever seen be made. You know, I always watch behind the scenes of like the Mission Impossibles and all these things yeah. just to see how things are made. But to actually be there and see, it's really interesting. And like, 
it's crazy because you have a budget, right? And you have days and you have hours and you can't like mess up too many times or it's like, God, we got to move on, man. We got to yeah. go to the next scene. Mm-hmm. And, Especially on that one. Right. Exactly. And, and a lot of the people don't under like the douchey and not the douchiest, the biggest asshole on set has to be the AD, the assist, assistant mm-hmm. director, because that's like basically the, the job of the assistant director is to be an asshole so that the director's not an asshole. Yeah. They're like, come on, guys, we don't have time for this. Let's move. We don't have time. We don't have time. I feel like that's their favorite thing. Right. Does that does something like that frustrate you as an actor where, you know, you're under that time constraint and budget restraints? I, I Yeah, I think so. Because if you really feel like you need to do a scene again or you haven't, you didn't, you didn't have time to get the angles or you didn't have time to get a certain amount of thing. I think it is frustrating. And also if someone's in your ear going, we don't have time, guys, let's go get it together. Let's move. Yeah. It's just like, okay, I, I want to focus on what I'm doing and how am I supposed to do a good job? If you're all yelling, it feels like, and then you need to tell yourself, this is your time. Don't rush. And you need to allow yourself to have that time. But it's a lot of pressure when people are yelling around you. Right. Hi, I'm Arusha Pires, host of a new podcast called Investing with IBD. Here are a few snippets from the conversations that we're having. Ah, Facebook, you know, it's coming back. I was really treating it as a counter trend kind of stock. You have these really fast moving stocks. You want to have a little bit slower moving stocks yeah, also definitely. in your portfolio. What Bill observed after sitting through many market corrections is that the market will come down, but you need to wait a few days and see if there's going to be continued power. And that's where he came up with the follow through day concept. One of the most interesting things is, you know, utilities have actually been very, very strong over the last 52 weeks. The work that we've done on yield curve inversion suggests that after the yield curve inverts over the next year, utility performance is actually not that good. Come join the conversation on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Oh, what's it like differentiating the two things? Like, like being an actor, you know what I'm saying, in, pers- in a persona and in, in a different role. Do you enjoy that? Do you? Is it like an alter ego type thing, where it's like I get to be this random ass person and I could do whatever I want because I'm an actor? When I when I'm out, when I'm just being me. I'm saying versus like. Like, do you enjoy being in a character? Oh, yeah. Why? Oh, I love it. It feels like a free pass to go do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Because I always, I play a lot of mean people. <laughs> and recently, though. Re- recently, yeah. yeah. Or, or I just play people who are super over the top or super crazy or like insane. I think it's so fun playing a psycho or playing insane and just doing something you would never be able to do in real life or like throw something on someone mm-hmm. or do a crazy fight scene because that's something I would never ever do as me. Right. Pretty unproblematic. I wouldn't fight anybody. No, <laughs> <laughs> but getting to do it for my job is the most fun thing ever. But I feel like you get to create scenarios like that for yourself too. Yeah, of course. It's a, it's a nice excuse to be, you know, whatever I want to be. Right. Is it, was it hard going from Disney acting to like movie the thinning serious role like intensity like people are dying acting because it's like I I picture it right me acting in my skits and vlogging it's like it's way more amplified like energetic like whoa guys today's awesome like kid here kid there boom like I feel like Disney's kind of similar where it's like you're performing more so for kids that are and you're supposed to be very energetic yeah versus going to the thinning where you're like fighting for your life Mm -hmm. was that difficult for you having done Disney for seven years? A little bit. Sometimes you just question yourself. You're like, can I act anymore? Can I do this anymore? I have no idea. Am I even good? I think those are questions that run through my head. But 
I think that before I was doing Disney, I was going out for those types of films and I was going out for different roles. So I think like as an actor, you have to be versatile yeah. and you have to be able to do different things. But I mean, there are some people that just stick to comedy or just stick to whatever they're really good at. Um, but there are also people who can kind of go into different things. I think that's what's so good about it. And people are like, oh, what do you want to do next? And I don't really go, oh, I want to do a comedy next. I want to do a feature. I want to do a TV show. It's just kind of whatever script comes along that I really love or resonate with. What is your preference? Do you like doing drama, comedy? I, I really enjoy doing comedy and I just feel so comfortable in it. And I just feel like it comes so much. I mean, it comes more naturally to me, I think now at this point, since I've done it for so long, which I never thought I would say like my, my brother's always been the funny one in right. the family. And I just kind of sit there. They're yeah. the funny ones. Yeah. I'm not funny. Like <laughs> I don't understand. I'm kind of, I don't know. I, so I'm shocked that I keep getting comedies. That's really awesome though, because <laughs> And, and, and I want to talk about this now. So the transition from Disney over to traditional, like you obviously see in the news all the time, like Disney stars gone wild. That's always the headline. I'm like, wow, they've been off of Disney for 10 years know, and, and they're still getting that in the headline. It'll be nice when I don't see that in the headline because I, I know. I'm just like, huh. But that's dope because you want to transition. Yeah, it's like it's like someone being like Josh Peck getting in trouble and to be like oh Nickelodeon gosh. star like Josh that was Peck. so long ago he's, he's not a life a I know. whole life after that I know um do you find it difficult because Disney is so g-rated or pg-rated and clean do you find it difficult becoming a woman you know what I'm saying <laughs> like being able to be mature becoming a woman and like that is me like I, I saw like I remember you posting on your story one time or your Instagram like oh like look a Disney star in a bathing suit like whoa (laughs) it was the it was Natalie Portman and Black Swan erasing the word whore that was written on the mirror okay that felt like me deleting comments after I posted a photo in a bathing suit because most people can do that most people can post in bathing suits and it's just like oh cool that's half of Instagram you look good (laughs) exactly that's half of Instagram but when I post it I'll get hives I'll have a panic attack because I'm scared but I dropped one the other day and Everyone was pretty normal. Normal. So I was kind of like, let's see what happens. Was there a strategy behind that? Were you like, hey, I'm going to slowly transition into like, no, you're just like, screw it. I just kind of, I don't know. I didn't have a plan. I wasn't like, you know what I'm going to do? September 19th. I'm going to drop a photo of this. Were you nervous (laughs) when you first posted like a bathing suit photo or whatever? Yeah. I was so nervous, but it was for a clothing line that I was doing and Uh it was like a bathing suit I had helped design and like company so I felt like I should promote it and show it and it's something that I worked on and worked for and then I posted it and people were just going crazy and going off on me like there are children on here I cannot (laughs) believe it I was like oh god I hope your kids don't go to the beach because they're probably gonna see a girl in a bikini like god forbid so that's insane yeah because yeah oh my god and yeah getting called like a horror slut or getting slut shame for just posting a photo of like something you are doing is pretty right pretty crazy I think people need to be a little more accepting of a body I hope it doesn't scare them that much right and it's like you're 20 years old like yeah. are you supposed to like I think people will always see you say people like watch your videos and then they stop watching them like after two years mm-hmm. they always see you as that person that you right. were and they're not going to see the growth right and I think yeah. that's kind of what happens so it's like you need to get yeah I don't know I think that's kind of the same thing with do me. you find it harder being in the spotlight throughout your teens to grow and be, be a kid, you know, like, like for example, you were working through high school, right? You're an Mm -hmm. actress, you're, you're a big star. (laughs) Me in high school, I'm, I'm making mistakes, right? I'm going to my high school friends parties like that are getting busted by the cops and kids (laughs) are getting underage drinking and all that stuff. Did Mm -hmm. you find it difficult to be like in the spotlight and try to be like a normal teenager? 
Mm, I remember I went out to a friend's birthday. This was the first time that I kind of went to a club. Okay. And it was for their birthday. And like, I reached out to people and was like, okay, should I, you know, should I be going to this? Like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. We'll have someone walk you in. It'll be good. Mm -hmm. Like I wasn't even, I wasn't drinking or anything. And there's just paparazzi outside. And so, yeah, it just feels like a pressure. Oh, I shouldn't be here even though I cleared it and I clarified it with everyone. And it just, I guess most kids wouldn't think twice. They would just go in and and whatever. And then I feel a pressure to be put together when I'm going in and going out. And so I think sometimes, but also I feel like I can just let loose at home with my friends or or at their house or just, I I do like feeling like I'm in a safe environment though, like with people I trust because I get pretty paranoid. Right. Of course, because you know, someone could pull out a camera and be like, look, like this is happening. Yeah. But I don't know. I think I've learned just to be like, all right, if it happens, it happens because you can't live life so fearful of everyone being out to get you. You just have to be like, all right, you know what? If it happens, this is me. Right. So I'm not perfect. But do you, but do you feel a pressure to be like a good role model? For example, Justin Bieber, like doing normal things, like, like I'm not saying it's normal, but like when he like peed in a construction bucket, like (laughs) so normal, (laughs) like a teenager, like obviously they're going to go to the, like they're going to piss on the parking garage or in the bushes or whatever, you know, stuff like that. But it's like, it's cause it was Justin Bieber. It's like, you're such a bad example. Like all this stuff, you're supposed to be this, this, this. Do you hate the fact that people are like, yeah, you're supposed to be this to my eight year old. You're supposed to be this. like Peyton. Don't go pee in a construction. Yeah. Well, you're not going to do that, but I'm (laughs) saying like, you're not allowed to basically make mistakes. I, I know what you mean. Yeah. I mean, the good thing is I'm not that wild of a person. Like I guess Justin Bieber must have had that. He wanted to go do that wild, go through that crazy phase, which I think a lot of people have that in them. I think almost everyone has gone through that at Mm -hmm. some point in their lives. Um, And so I I guess, yeah, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to have your eight year old look up to a 20 year old for everything because obviously I'm in a different place in life than an eight year old. Like I'm probably going to, you know, go on dates with different guys and like your eight year old's not in that that same space. Right. Exactly. But I I also don't think I do anything that bad that if an eight year old's watching me, they're going to, the parents really going to be like, don't watch her. Don't do that. I I feel like I, an an okay example of a human. (laughs) Okay, cool. Do you feel this is another, this is like kind of like a pop. No, that's good. This is like a paparazzi type question and kind of that role model. Like you just mentioned dating, you were just in a relationship. Did you ever find like in public, you're like, you can't be like a normal couple and like maybe kiss in public or do something like that. That was one thing actually that I was, I was okay with. Like I I didn't mind like, I mean, obviously, well, I guess I learned to be okay with PDA. Mm -hmm. I feel like I used to be like, no, we shouldn't do that in public. But then in this past relationship, I really didn't care. But then, I mean, there were some times where we were just walking in in New York. We were going to CVS and I was going to like pick up a prescription for something. And then there was photos out. I had no idea that were taken. And I'm just like hanging on him, looking at him, just being a mess. And there's some times where you just don't even realize people are taking photos of you or videos or whatever. Do you hate that? I think you just can't live life like looking over your shoulder constantly right, yeah. because uh, you're just going to be a paranoid mess. So do I you just, have any funny paparazzi stories? Anything awkward? Any like s- slammed arms and doors, run over paparazzi, oh my dropped gosh. cameras? <laughs> I feel like I'm not the person that paparazzi are like chasing through the streets. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh, okay, she happened to be at this restaurant. That's bougie. Okay. She's going to get taken, <laughs> a picture taken of That's her. Bougie. But um, once I, I mean, or LAX or whatever right, right. sometimes, but when I was leaving LAX once, um, this this guy was pushing like I was helping with some of my luggage. I had a lot of bags like, coming from a set, and he was helping push some of them. And he just fell like flat on his face, and the paparazzi was shooting. And I was like, oh, 
I need to go help him. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it's just like, then the headlines like Peyton walks by guys struggling. My... Yeah. <laughs> this is oh my, my moment. That would be so terrible. Yeah, that would that would that would be weird. <laughs> um, do you look up to like? Is there any one actress you're like would be starstruck to meet or were starstruck to meet? Oh my gosh, there's been moments. If I ever met, oh, you know who I met? Um, Emma Stone was filming La La Land with Ryan Gosling on. That's who did that. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> on our um, He's lot. A good looking dude. Yeah, and <laughs> Emma Stone is even more beautiful to me. <laughs> um, but they were filming on our lot, and they had a pizza truck. They had a whole oven come actually that they had set up on the lot, and her assistant watched the show, and so she was like, "Thanks for being so nice to my assistant. Like, we love you guys. Go eat our pizza." And she was the nicest human ever. Oh wow! And so I was. I love her. I was so starstruck. Oh, so, so you met. Excited. Yeah. You guys spoke. Yeah. I always forget who I've met. Um, I'm surprised I remember that. But who else would I... Margot Robbie. My jaw would drop. You haven't met her? No. I was talking to Will Smith uh, two weeks ago. I met him. And he said that she's the dopest girl ever. Seems like it. And like has... She's inspired him to like live his life without worry. She'll like... He said she'll like just travel like when she's off she'll just like go do random shit she'll like hitchhike she'll like do whatever she wants like she she doesn't care she's the most chill person shout out mark robbie shout out australians good i might (laughs) i love aussies (laughs) what was it like making a movie with logan paul (laughs) uh and you had to kiss oh right yeah what was it like kissing logan paul (laughs) you don't have to answer that i didn't i don't i wasn't like oh let me assess like how it was is that were you were you in a relationship at the time uh, when we were doing the first movie, yeah. Was I when, when we did the second? Yeah. I was the one we did both. Is that hard for you? Dating an actor or being in a relationship? Is that something that you're like, you know, because like I, I get it, right? Yeah. Like there's the Brad and Angelina story. There's a lot of these stories where people fall in love and on set. That is true. Don't make and me like, paranoid honest, now, Mark. I watched, uh, what's that show? Oh my God. I just watched it last night. Um, Come on. Bradley Cooper, Lady Gaga. Oh, oh, Star is Born. Star is Born. I watched that last night and yeah, it's like, damn. some chemistry. They got some chemistry. I love them. Oh, God, I want them to be together, but they have. Bradley's taken. <laughs> Do you think? I mean, she's not. She's got a, out of a. Really? See, I, I haven't kept up with that. Is she really? Uh, no, don't start anything, Mark. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but is, there, is that, uh, how do you, how do you like separate work and being like, yeah, like I'm kissing this guy, but like it's not anything it's so weird how that can happen right because i when i'm doing a scene i'm i think i'm just so focused on the actual moment and right. and what's happening as the other person i i don't i think of it more technically than i do mm-hmm. with passion i guess even if my character is supposed to have passion i still think of it as technical and I don't know. I think it's shady if in between scenes yeah, you're flirting, yeah. there's still things going on, you're still being touchy. Like, yeah. come on now. That's not right. Especially if you're in a relationship. But I think that there's just lines that every actor kind of knows and it's part of the job. And even some of the interesting, I just got down for a role, didn't get it, but there was nudity. <laughs> okay. And so they had a whole discussion with me beforehand about nudity. And it's really interesting to me now that because of like the Me Too movement and because of all these crazy things, it's becoming more of choreography. So it's soup. They have someone come in who's a professional. They have certain garments you wear now so that um, everything, there's no lines being crossed, okay. which I think is great. And Hollywood needed to have a, a moment where they all did that. And so I, I think it's a really, really good thing. Um, 
and also it just you'll think of it as like a move or a dance move or sort right. of like working with someone um and then it'll feel less like and i think they don't they usually clear the room too there's they usually just the like room. two people in there only people that need to be in there yeah. the camera person the sound person right. whatever it is yeah um it's it's interesting cuz i had to uh when i was doing the curve campaign the curve cologne campaign oh yeah yeah my first commercial when i went out to new york to shoot i had to make out with the actress and i yeah, never met you her feel before about that? I never met her before. She was a married woman. Like she was like 30. I was uh, like, I don't know. This was like three, four years, three years ago. So I was 22. And it's interesting because, because you're like, you're literally, in my opinion, I saw it as work and it was like, I didn't feel anything. And I was like, you're married. Like, I'm not trying to be like that guy. That's like, like I did it stopped and like to be honest we had to do it several times mm-hmm. and it got really annoying you know what i'm saying like it wasn't like can i do this again i'm like damn i don't want to like sit here and make out she with doesn't this girl. listen to this no she won't listen to this. <laughs> yeah i don't think that it, like, i don't think it. it ever even i don't even think they ever aired that one um they didn't even play the commercial no you kissed her. i had to That's i shot six funny. commercials they didn't play that one wow um but yeah, she had to slap me in the face though. And they played that one? No, that was the same one. Oh. So while I had to kiss her every time, uh-huh. after I ki- finished kissing her, I got slapped in the face. So that's, why? that might have been why I hated it too. <laughs> Did she, was she supposed to curve you? Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, she curved me. Wow. And I got slapped in the face and by the, the end of the shoot, the my face was just red the entire time. So I probably got she slapped like 10 times. the other side so it matches. You just look yeah. flushed. Oh. Uh, Nice all blush. What's your goal now? Because I know that <laughs> you just question. you just finished Disney. You said you're going out on auditions, and I saw you came out with a song. Where the hell did that come from? Yeah. And w- since when are you like you know what Disney's done? Let's fucking sing. <laughs> that was my exact thought. Yeah, no. just like the bathing suit photo. You're like you know what? I'm gonna post it. <laughs> it's not all thought that way. It's just okay. I'm just gonna put this out there. Um, well, I've been doing music for a while and working with these producers for a while. Even when I was on Disney, it wasn't like even like, oh, I'm done with it. I'm going to release it now. I could have released it whenever I wanted. Was this your I, first song? Have you ever released right. anything? No, I never released it. You're just like going that. to lessons? Yeah. Just for fun? Yeah, just working with these producers so and working in the studio. And I, I've always loved it. And so it was it was really nerve wracking because it was something that I'd never done before. I was like, will people accept this? But they did. They loved it. Yeah. And I saw the post that you put out when you posted it. It got like a million likes. Did it? Yeah. Wow. Wow, I didn't even know. I love that you you know so much I more about me. I have to do me. research about you. Google you Google me and I feel I have the worst memory. So you're reminding well, me your of things in my life. Well, your life's moving a thousand miles an hour. Back 3 years, 3 4 years ago, I was trying to hang out with Peyton all the time and she's like, "Sorry, I can't. Got work. Sorry, I got work." Oh, audition here. Audition. You're like you're 17, 18 see, years old. I would see old. you like <laughs> once every 5 weeks cuz you're booked. I know. We got to hang. <laughs> How's life it. been, Mark? Oh, now have you're you flipping busy? the switch. <laughs> How's life been? I've been hitting this the gym. This is my podcast. I've been waking up at 5:30. Every day going to the gym, eating a meal plan. I've lost 27 pounds in three weeks. You never needed to lose weight. Oh, What's I, wrong? Oh, You're so skinny. You haven't seen me in a very long time. You're the skinniest person. Let me put this out there, guys. I was 185 all my life. And then one day, three months after I turned 25, I weighed myself and I was 207 pounds. And I said, you know what? Something's got to change here because I'm a fat tub of lard. Jeez. Like my. It's not body shame now. I'm body shaming myself, so it's okay. Wait till okay. you see the before and after. I'm on the way, guys. Give me five more weeks. You took I'm a before sh- photo? Yeah, of course. I'll show it to you off camera. I'm not okay. going to put that on camera. <laughs> but that's what I've been photo. up to. I'm also... <laughs> but no after. I also have to move. 
Do you have any good suggestions on places I should move? What area are you looking at? I looked at Toluca Lake. Nice. I looked at uh, Sherman Oaks. Family. Are you Studio planning on having City. children? Yeah, you know, anyone that wants to have my kids. <laughs> <laughs> no, not, not anytime okay, soon. Okay, ladies, come to Toluca Lake. <laughs> Mark will be ready. But I actually started thinking about that. I'm like, damn, I'm 25. When do I, when should I have kids? No, I just feel like if you live in Toluca Lake, you're ready to start a family. It feels super residential, super family oriented. Yeah, but I live in Encino now. You do? Super residential. Okay. There's like families with kids next to me. That's nice. It, it fits. Where you, I'm not going to ask where you live. We don't want to put that Let out. Let me there. tell you're everyone. You're close to downtown. Yeah. How do you yeah. like that? I love it over there because West Hollywood feels like a lot of pressure. I, I go out in my PJs with no makeup. I look like crap. I look like garbage and nobody judges me. It's amazing. <laughs> I love it over there. Yeah, downtown's interesting. I've been there like twice. Yeah. It's been a very long time since I've been there. And really? you can see it in the background here. I know. This is so nice. I wish you guys could see this view. No, they can. It's beautiful. Let's cut to the two shot. Are we on the two shot? We can see the view. Yeah. Um, but what are you up to now? What's your What's your next goal in life? What's your next goal in your career? You're I mean, 20. When do you turn 21? April. Oh, coming up. I mean, what did you do for your 21st? It's a big it's a You big can't one. ask me. I was in college. I threw up. <laughs> uh, you know, it's actually funny. My 21st birthday, mm-hmm. I'll tell this story and then we'll get back to your question since you're asking me 100 questions now. <laughs> it's your interview. Uh, the people want to know Mark my friends my two roommates at college they went back home the weekend of my 21st birthday so I had to go they left you yeah and I thought we were going to rage and go hard for my 21st but we didn't but my other two friends actually they actually live in Los Angeles now and work for TMZ shout out Lucas and Jimmer they took me out to the bar and uh, they bought me these beers which I wasn't really a I mean, I never drank before, right? Because um, I was not 21. <laughs> right. And Obviously. having beer for the first time at 21, I just remember walking out of the back of the bar and just throwing up everywhere, walking Ooh. home all by myself alone. No, oh, that's yeah. so sad. And then I went to bed. Jesus. you went, Your friends didn't bring you home when you were drunk? Nah, because we, we went to school and I lived kind of far away when I, and they lived right above the bar. Um, so yeah. <gasps> That was my 21st birthday in a, in a nutshell. Oh my God. Hopefully yours will not be like that. Learn from my lesson. I will not be alone. Don't drink beer for the first time. Um, I wonder what that's going to taste like. Yeah, it's pretty, it's not that good. I don't drink beer anymore. I'm more of a tequila guy. So if you have to ask for a preference since you've never drank, right? Um, I would suggest tequila. It's a really good time. Okay, I'll try it. I've heard of it before. Yeah, it's like from agave. It's like, a, it's kind of like, yeah, whatever. Um, but what's your goal? What's, your, what's the next move for you? It's a good question. Music? Do you like music? Well, I'm about to go do that CW pilot. So if that gets picked up, I'll be on a CW show, which would be really cool. Um, but yeah, I'm just trying to balance it. I just recorded a song with one of my best friends, Naraya. It's called Bros. And it's I'm in love with it <laughs> um, because we're bros. And then there's another song I just did that I really want to release soon. And I'm, I'm really excited about it. So I've been working a little bit on music. Is this something that is a hobby for you? Like yeah, you said acting was? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's basically started off as that. It's just something that I'm not really, I'm just, I, I love and I'm just doing it for fun and putting it out there. So. That's awesome. Yeah. I'd love to hear your songs after and I'll show you mine. Oh, wait, you're doing music? Yeah. Oh, wait, I've, I've heard your songs before. Yeah. That's cool. Um, that's really dope. Do you have any advice for the up and coming kid that's like, I want to be an actor? Because most people I have on the show are social media kids, right? Yeah. And what is their advice? Like, what's your advice for a kid? 
starting out? Well, I, it's funny because I went to a playlist this weekend and they asked, like, kids are asking me for advice. And I, my advice to kids was to be a kid. Like, stop trying to be a YouTuber when you're 10 years old. Because I think that those years, that was my advice. But obviously you had a different route. You were acting at six years old. So yeah. that's why I want to know what's your advice. Mine was like, hey, be a kid. Because I didn't start doing this stuff till I was 22, 23. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I got to live out and be normal in mm-hmm. a sense. But what would your advice be for someone that's like really ambitious? Like you were at six years old and was like really into the arts rather than like, you know, your typical six-year-old playing Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. I think if you love performing and you love like entertainment and and you're just obsessed with like the magic of it and the behind the scenes, which I was, I was obsessed with the whole process and like meeting all the people that I got to meet and just creating something together is what has always been so amazing. But it depends on like a kid has asked me, kids have asked me before, how do I become famous? How do I become famous? I'm like, kid, if you want to just become famous, you're in it for the wrong reason because Uh just being famous, like what are you going to contribute to the world? What are you going to create that's going to inspire people? They're like six and they're like, what are you talking about? Right, but right. I get so heated because I'm like, kid, you don't want to just be famous uh-huh. because that's just, that's a lot. That's a lot. Just to that's throw it was, as something to be famous. Yeah. But if you're into it for the art and you're like, this is my calling. Mom, this is what I want to do. This is what makes me happy. This is what makes me want to live. This is what makes my heart happy. Then go. That's that was me and that is me. And I think you should go do it and you should follow your dream no matter what and follow your passion and commit to it with all of you got all you've got but if you just want to be famous don't do that (laughs) that's what that's literally what my advice was i was like if you want to be a youtuber to be famous to be able to buy nice things the louis vuitton the gucci and all that stuff then you're not in it for the right reasons Mm -hmm. i was like i started making videos as a hobby as you did and it just so happened to turn into my career yeah and i was like i love making videos i love the podcast having a conversation and talking to people and hosting like these are all things that i enjoy doing or else i wouldn't do it you know what i'm saying um and fame is obviously just one of those things that comes with it your scale of fame is way much higher than mine and i'm working on it's not true um but you know like I'm, i'm happy with what i do yeah you're killing it I mean, Thank the you. fact that you created influ- like YouTubers, um, people on social media, all that, they honestly amaze me because I would, who, how many people would actually follow me if I wasn't on a show? I don't know, a thousand people, mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe, of all the people that I've ever met in my life. But the fact that people have created this huge following just on their own, just being themselves and being this sort of character or personality or whatever it is, if, it really intrigues me. I'm... It's very different, but it's also really cool that you actually embrace social media and do social media because a lot of actors, they're anti-social media, you know, and they're like, eh, like, I don't want to do that. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like you embrace it and you, you love posting on Instagram and you love, like, you don't have to at all. You know what I'm saying? But it's also become another business for you aside from the acting. Do you treat Instagram more as like fun or do you treat it more as like, oh, this is part of my business? I kind of think of it as fun and it's, it's also... Hello, what? what? We're happened? good. Okay. So, I, I don't know. Someone shut a door. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah. I just, I think about it as fun, but then there are also some like cool business opportunities that come mm-hmm. out of it. Or um, when I travel or I go somewhere, I just like to share it. And I feel like it's just our, a generational thing. Like I think our generation is just into it. But I mean, I, I do think it's pretty admirable and people aren't on it at, at all. But um, I, I just, yeah, I guess I just want to know why if they're just a private person mm-hmm. or what it is, but that's just so not, I think our society is just going to be more open and right. more public 
as it goes on. So, I mean, if I can kind of, cre- you know what else has been really cool about social media is that people can see who I am as a human versus just what I portray right. and what I'm pretending to be because people are like, who the hell are you mm-hmm. as a, who is Peyton? And I'm not that character that I play. So I think that's really what I'm trying to say is that it's cool being, it's cool showing who I actually am and what I like to do. It's cool being Peyton Roy list. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, thank What's you for your being middle on name? The, My middle name is Daniel. Mark, Mar- Daniel Donner. Marcus? Mark. Okay. Everybody wants to call me Marcus. But thank you for being on the show. Thank you. Guys, if you uh, aren't following Peyton already, I'll leave her links down in the description below. Check out her Aww. new music. I'll also put a link for that. It's a bop. You Aww. can jam out to it on your ride home after you listen to this podcast, of course. Uh, don't of course. forget to drop a like, and I'll see you guys next week on Living Large. Woo! Thank you, guys. Deuces. Deuces. <laughs> Thank you for watching this CastBox original with Mark Donor. It's Living Large. Closing off. Hi, I'm Arusha Pires, host of a new podcast called Investing with IBD. Here are a few snippets from the conversations that we're having. Facebook, you know, it's coming back. I was really treating it as a counter trend kind of stock. You have these really fast moving stocks. You want to have a little bit slower moving stocks also in your portfolio. What Bill observed after sitting through many market corrections is that the market will come down, but you need to wait a few days and see if there's going to be continued power. And that's where he came up with the follow through day concept. One of the most interesting things is, you know, utilities have actually been very, very strong over the last 52 weeks. The work that we've done on yield curve inversion suggests that after the yield curve inverts, over the next year, utility performance is actually not that good. Come join the conversation on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.